Welcome to another episode of Real Talk with Brad Webb, where the topics are relevant and serve with truth, transparency, and some much needed realness. It's a real gospel gumbo, if you please. Here's your host, Brad Webb. All right. Hey, guys, I want to welcome you back today for Real Talk. And uh, we are very blessed today in our studio. We have Aaron here and Bree that's helping make all this happen. And Miss Kate. Miss Kate Wells is our guest today. And as we've been going through this time of transition, I asked her to come in. Kate, give us a shout out. Hey there. Thanks for having me. It is our treat that you would spend time with us today and share a couple of thoughts. The other day I was visiting with Cade and uh, a topic came up that was not on our original lineup for this transition and seasons uh, episodes that we were doing. And I want to talk to you about the transition in the transitions. And uh, you say, what does that mean, Pastor? And uh, Cade is somebody uh, that your life probably for the last 20-something years has seemed to be a constant transition. It has. Tell us just a little bit about yourself and your family, uh, Ricky, and uh, what your husband does, and that'll kind of be a good giveaway uh, as to why you are always in constant motion in transitioning. All right. Um, well, I am married to Ricky. We've been married for 15 years this July, and um, Ricky is a Army member, so... We have moved a lot with the Army, but also um, kind of just gone through a lot of transitions in life in general. And the other day I was visiting with her because y'all are getting ready to transition again. Ricky has just been relocated to the Dallas area, correct? Yes, that's correct. And um, how long long have you been in Alexandria? A year or two years? Almost two years. Almost Mm -hmm. two years. Um, Kate and Ricky and Juliana and Caleb uh, came to Family of Grace Church and um, man, they have definitely made the most of the time that they have been with us. And I was in a meeting the other day with, with Kate and, and Christy, and we were talking about the transition. And um, I really began to think about Kate and all the transitions that you've been through. And the reason that I asked her to come in today is because some of you are out there and you're thinking, um, it seems like I'm always in a constant state of transitioning. You know, like... Um, Especially, we, we, we interviewed and we had a uh, episode on college students and what does it mean to, to leave high school and go to college and, and then from college to grad school or college to your vocation. And as you know, those are short time periods. It seems like it took you forever to get out of high school and elementary school, but now that you are go to, to go to college, hopefully you'll do that in four years. Uh, some of you out there have made a career of it, but nevertheless... Uh, uh, and then you're, you're, you're launching into the next thing and maybe you're in an internship and that's a, a short season. And the reason that I really felt like Kate should come in today is because Kate has mastered the art of making a mark and leaving an impact for no matter how long you're there. And, uh, Kate, I just, as the pastor of family grace church, I just want to say, I've just been so blessed to be connected to you and your family because you have impacted our whole staff. Yet you knew the whole time this was not your final destination, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Thank you for saying the nice things. But um, we knew coming in that it was two years, and they actually cut it a little bit short of two years. And so you came in knowing it was two years, and so a lot of people would just say it's not worth it. 
Like, I can't tell you how many people will say that. A lot of college students. Man, they'll go and they're like, I'm only here for three or four years. And so why do I want to build all these relationships to just have them ripped away? I just want to, I just want to stay under the radar. I want to go through the motions. And, um, or maybe it's somebody that moves somewhere, maybe not military, but they're on a temporary assignment. And they're just like, it's not worth the emotional investment to build all these relationships. And so t- I want you just to kind of go back in time, if you will. And I know you've gone through a lot. And, um, but I want to talk about when, when you came to the realization that you were going to make the most of no matter where you were for no matter how long the time that you was there. Would you just tell us a little bit about that, kind of what that looked like and led you up to that moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so to kind of backtrack, the Lord had been really working on me. Um, I had recently read a Francis Chain book called Crazy Love, and um, I was really um, pushed or maybe convicted during that that I couldn't serve well in my comfort zone. And so the Lord had kind of already started working on me um, just about, the way that I was serving, the way that I was discipling and it being um, an act of worship and love for the Lord instead of um, me going through the motions. And so um, kind of through that process, um, it really was a surrender, um, like a true surrender to um, to God and kind of dying of myself. So it wasn't about me anymore, but about what I needed to do for the Lord to um, in, through my actions, that they're pleasing to him and that I'm showing my love to God. Um, one of the things that is impactful in that is because, you know, I love the model where it's, you know, see one, uh, see one, do one, teach one, you know, and like in ministry and even in your vocational career, like you should always be training up your replacement. Like if you want to be successful in life, in your vocation, and you want to move up the ranks, then train up your replacement because it's going to prove that you're a leader and it's also going to have a, you're going to be ready when God mm-hmm. decides to elevate you. I think one of the beautiful things about watching you serve the Lord has been that that is such a, that's the number one urgency. We've had a lot mm-hmm. of conversations about that as mm-hmm. you've been leading some ladies groups and ministries here and things, mm-hmm. helping with our life groups. It's like for, for those of us that this is our home. This is where we're staying. You know, we're going to make our career here and, mm-hmm. and, and hopefully die here if the Lord doesn't change his mind on our destination. We have, um, it's easy to be lazy, wouldn't you think? Because I'll find my, I'll do it later or, mm-hmm. or like that. But for you, I've watched this sense of urgency that has so impacted my life. And it's urgent because you knew you only had two years. Yeah, and I think for, I think for me, I mean, we know that tomorrow's not guaranteed. I mean, we never know when the Lord's going to come back or our time is up. So I think that we have to serve the Lord and love Him with all our heart while we're here. I guess that's the reason it probably convicted me so much, because you were living with such an urgency because you knew at the longest I was here for two years, as you just said mm-hmm. earlier, it was cut shorter than you thought. Mm-hmm. But really, you just said the whole gospel is that we should all live that way because we literally never know, you know, when, when's our last time here? You know, uh, uh, last week I had the opportunity to be connected to a funeral for somebody who's 42 years old, you know, on top of the world. 
but Kate, you so impacted us because um, that's just where we are, and uh, we get so apathetic, you know, and our apathy sets in, and so you've just given such a great example of what it means to live with urgency, live with expectancy, and um, how do you how do you process that? Just that component, because man, that I see that urgency in everything you do. Um. Well, I'm not exactly sure how to answer that, but that's I, a loaded question. Um, huh? <laughs> um, I mean, for me, it's the Lord is. It's been, you know, I, most of y'all know that mm-hmm. most of my adult life, I was really just an infant Christian, and so I think the Lord um, just kind of did a lot of work in me to to get to that point. But I guess. So, so you guys, you guys have over 20 years in military service Mm -hmm. and boy, I say thank you for that, for the bottom of my heart. And, um, you, you, you have young children and so you've moved a lot. I'm not going to ask you how many times you've moved. I don't want to put you on the spot, but at what point did it really change for you? I know you were, you talked about reading the Francis Chan book. You were crazy with crazy love and what a tremendous book, but is that where you really felt like I'm going to make it count right where I am? in the, in the ministry where you are, you know, that is that what brought you out of that emphasis stage that you were talking about is part of that book being part of that next level for you? Um, that, that was certainly part of it, but it, I think that was just a tool that the Lord used, um, Give you a push. as he was, yeah, as he was already, he was already working on me in a lot of different areas. But, um, I think for me, it was seeing, um, just seeing the goodness of God and that I, um, even though I was walking in obedience sometimes, I wasn't joyfully obedient. And I think there's a difference in being joyfully obedient in our walk versus just um, Let's talk obeying. about that a little bit. Boy, you literally just said a whole mouthful. You know, <laughs> the difference in being joyful and joyful obedient and the mm-hmm. difference in being obedient. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean to you? Unpack that just a little bit. Um, you know, I, I think it's... Um, I'm probably going to butcher your statement, but a lot of times you'll say that delayed obedience is the same as disobedience. I think that's your that's statement. Um, and I, that's definitely been the truth in my life um, for many, many years, that I would um, obey the Lord, quote-unquote, but that I um, didn't immediately do what the Lord called me to do. Um, and even even in our move here, this transition, um, really I thought that the Lord was moving us here for... Um, you know, for our family and for some specific reasons that um, actually, you know, and I'm, I don't know if this is the Lord's intent, but in hindsight, I actually don't think that he used me in the way that I thought he would for my family, but maybe more for family of grace. So this other family, but not, mm-hmm. um, not my blood family, the way that I wow. expected. And God has definitely used you in a tremendous way. I know it's just like, she never let us rest. It's like this, this, and it was the urgency because you knew you were on, you're only here for so long. You know, I, I get that because when we go to Peru and we're at our church in Peru, it's like I'm here for seven days, I'm here for 14 days or however long. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm getting on an airplane, I'm going back. So, man, it's just the urgency that you work mm-hmm. with. So the question becomes, how do we develop that sense of urgency in our everyday life and help really make that happen? And mm-hmm. and um, I, I want to I unpack a couple things if we can. Okay. Excuses. Because so many people have a lot of good excuses mm-hmm. for not investing for not giving of themselves. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you have a lot because 
it's hard. You know, uh, our kids have become close and, um, you, you know, I can see for a lot of people, if they know they're on an, only in an area for a certain amount of time, let me protect myself. Cause if I don't build relationships and I really don't have to say goodbye, you know? And so how, what are the benefits? I mean, we could make a whole list of cons that people would say, I shouldn't do it because of relationships. I shouldn't do it because, uh, you know, it's, it's not worth it. You know, why start something if I'm not going to be here to continue to oversee it? What would you say is some of the greatest benefits to you though, instead of that outweighs the reasons to not live shut off? Well, I think there's multiple. One, it's trusting in the Lord that he has me here for a reason. And even though I didn't know that reason two years ago, and like I said, I would have given you a different answer as to what I thought that reason was, just trusting in him that um, that the Lord has me here and he has me here in, you know, in a mission field, so to speak, that um, wherever we are and whatever time and for however long, um, we need to be used for his glory. Mm-hmm. Um um, basically being moldable clay in his hands, however he wants us to use, you know, to be used. So I think, um, cause I you have built a lot of relationships. I have in the time that you've been here. <clears throat> and it's, it's hard to walk away from, from the closeness of those relationships. I think they'll remain. I think there's a lot of lifelong friends that I've made here. And, um, in our last place, I think there's a lot of lifelong friends that I've made. Um, but I also think that, um, you know, it's it's that walking in trust and love of the Lord wherever He wherever He puts us, and for however long that we just walk and obey in love. The Lord gave me a statement that I think you embody it when you really build deep relationships, and you have done that mm-hmm. um, with a lot of the ladies here at Family of Grace Church. Mm-hmm. And it may not make a lot of sense to some people, but when you really have a significant relationship. I like to say that space doesn't separate us. So even though you may be six hours away, what God started in our friendship and your partnership at Family of Grace, even though you're gone, it doesn't separate that. Mm -hmm. And then time doesn't divide us. And so like, even though it may be years for our paths cross again, when you really have something that's authentic and genuine, you just pick up where you, it's like you picked up where you left off, like or almost like you never. It just is a seamless transition. I've been able to encounter that many times in my life, and it's like we don't have to spend the first hour like uh, catching up. It's just like you left off, and it's right there. Have you encountered that? Because yeah. you've gone back, you've moved a lot, you've gone back, and yeah. um, have seen that. Those what 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 do you think that's a correct statement or would it embody kind of where you've been? Yeah, absolutely. I think it is. And just, um, you know, I think we stay connected through, you know, through praying for, for our friends and our, um, the people that we, you know, cross paths Mm -hmm. with, we stay connected with them. Um, even though we may not talk daily, like some of the ladies I do here, um, I still stay in regular touch with them and, Mm -hmm. um, keep the relationship. I had some friends. In fact, Christy and I just seen them um, last month. Um, they were in a transitional job where they would, the corporation, they would stay in a place for a few months and then move on. But um, till this day, there's things at Family of Grace that we do, and we do it because of them, because they were here. Brian and Jacqueline Hogan, because they were here, they were here for four months. 
but they were so engaged, they didn't waste one moment. And, man, I just want to say to those of you out there, you're waiting on that perfect opportunity. The perfect opportunity is already passed. Just right where you are, ask God to direct you to the right place and and to really make it count. I tell that to our college students all the time, our incoming freshmen and stuff. Please don't waste these four years. Like, man, you can really make a difference in a lot of, in our church and a lot of people's lives. And so, um, what, what is, you think about that in your life, um, when you make this next move, what are some things that you automatically are praying for before you ever even leave Alexandria and get to the next place? How, how do you begin to pray about that? So let, and here, before you answer it, let me tell you where I'm coming from. Somebody out there is in your shoes. Mm-hmm. They know they're going to be moving in a few months or something. What would be some words of encouragement to give them on how to begin to pray for their new location and wrap up where they are? Um, well, there, there's, a lot. there's a lot to it. But um, one is that I, um, I think one of the big things is connecting to a Christ-centered church. Um, so I've been praying that when we um, do transition to a different church that um, we find one that um, is a good one. And so that's, that seems easy, but it's actually not as easy as you would think. So we really, um, we we really felt peace and like the Lord placed us here at Family and Grace. So we're hoping that we find another. Um, we've been joking about a, a having a Family of Grace um, satellite <laughs> <laughs> satellite service there. Um, but in all seriousness, we um, so that's one big thing. And the other is that I um, I specifically pray for my heart that I don't get um, stressed or um, you know because. It's easy yeah. to get kind of Anxious. overtaken with everything and then, um, and you know, snap at my kids or um, just not be kind. So I've been praying um, specifically um, just for our hearts that, um, that we abide in the Lord and not, um, not let the, the stresses of the, the mundane tasks kind of take us over. Um, but as far as the move specifically, um, um, praying for godly friends, praying for... Um, just where where the Lord wants us um, in that you know neighborhood, school, every specific thing. Um, just that we um, we listen to what He tells us and and walk in obedience with where He wants us to be. That's a great word. And <laughs> let me ask you another question about because you talked about finding a, a solid Christ centered church. Mm-hmm. Um, in all of your moves that you've had to make. How many of them have been, and, and not really, have more of them been completely different than similar? You know, because you're talking about finding a family of Grace Church, mm-hmm. I think. And here's where I'm coming from that. We have several families that have had to move um, because of work mm-hmm. and relocated. And, boy, they're just struggling. They're struggling to try to find something that's similar to Family of Grace Church. But I know, you, I know that you've gone through that as many times as you moved. The place God brought you to. Mm-hmm. Maybe different than the place you just left. Have you have you encountered that much or? Um, absolutely, I think that would be um, a very true statement. That where we came from is probably as far as if you were just to look compare building to building and people to people, I would say we're pretty opposite spectrum. But um, I think the <clears throat> what to look for is the root of the church and that the pastor is preaching the gospel that. Um, <clears throat> 
that they're living out that gospel in their walk, you know, whether it be through missions or discipleship, um, however that looks, but that it's being lived out. And so I, for us, it was um, the building looked different, the people looked different, everything seemed different, but, um, you know, God is still the same. So, Amen. Because that's true, because I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair for all the other, the place where people are moving to and looking for a new faith family and comparing them to the old one mm-hmm. because they're never going to measure up really. You, yep. you know what I mean? Cause you have mm-hmm. this preconceived idea. Mm-hmm. And so, um, man, that's a great word. Just, I, and I really try to encourage people in that, you know, agree with the vision mm-hmm. and agree with, you know, it, it, the, the gospels being taught, you mm-hmm. know? So, so man, if you're out there and you're just struggling with really trying to make those connections where you are and, and, and find a faith family, and I'm not going to call you families out on on the episode here, but uh, man, we love you at Family of Grace, and 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 at Family of Grace, God has so blessed our collegiate ministry and stuff. Um, Louisiana has such an issue of out migration in our employment that so many people have to leave Louisiana to make a living or leave Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided at Family of Grace that we would not look at it as we're losing you, but that we're sending you. Mm-hmm. And so I think, man, it's going to be our greatest joy to be able to uh, just pray for you and Ricky and Caleb and Juliana and just send you out, man. Send you out on our behalf to be missionaries to the great state of Texas. <laughs> and, uh, man, to make a difference in praying that God would would really use you right there. Any last words you want to share? Any thoughts you could give to encourage somebody? Um, I, I think the biggest thing is just not being afraid to, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I would consider myself an introvert. Um, so kind of a shy introvert. So it's, um, you know, we do get have to, to know you <laughs> until they get to know me. That's true. Um, but I think we just have to push ourselves out of our comfort zone, no matter how you consider yourself, push yourself out of that comfort zone to, um, to impact other lives and to, um, to, you know, to, to disciple others and to love others well, no matter, um, if it's for a few days or a few years or whatever that looks like. So I would say probably a good word for people listening to this episode would be make a list of the things that make you uncomfortable. And really start praying over them. Mm-hmm. Because those are the things that will keep you from great. Yeah. I think that's true. For sure. I remember I remember when I realized that good was an enemy of best. And sometimes we have a good thing. But that good thing is so good, it keeps us from the best thing because we grow so comfortable. I think that's one of the things that I'm really taking away from hearing your story today mm-hmm. is just comfortable. The, mm-hmm. You know, comfort will... And comfort's what keeps people from investing where mm-hmm. they are for mm-hmm. for however long they're there, you know. Mm-hmm. So, well, man, this has been fun today, uh, Kate. You're, I wish that I could adequately uh, convey to you how much you have blessed us at Family of Grace Church, and what an honor it is to send you out. And uh, we know that when you and your family get to where you're going, that you will keep some pastor on their toes. And, uh, that's a great compliment, you know, because, and kids ministry and, uh, man, you will forever leave your mark on family of grace church, your fingerprints, your soul print. 
And uh, thank you for stretching us uh, because your urgency in living in your timeline has really forced our hand to do what we were already thinking about, but thinking that we had a lot of time to do it. But man, you just really, you really challenged us to live in the moment and to live in urgency. And um, I think that just has so changed our whole staff culture. And uh, I got to tell this story before we get off. I remember when (laughs) when Kate and Ricky started visiting and uh, man, she had a million questions. And uh, I remember we said, whatever we do, do not let our college pastor and youth pastor anywhere near her until they make a decision. (laughs) So anyway, we love to pick on Brandon about that. And uh, because you knew what you were looking for. We did. I mean, there was, I, I don't, there's a lot of people that come and go in Family of Grace, and they really don't know what they're looking for. But I remember knowing that you and Ricky knew exactly what you were searching for from the very first day you were here. And the fact that God let us do life together for a year and a half is so humbling. And uh, we'll be forever be grateful for it. So, so with that being said, hey, look, uh, man, when you're out there and you're just struggling and thinking, is it really worth it? Is it really worth the effort? Is it really worth the energy? Just remember to stay humble in all that you do and hustle really, really hard. All right, share this episode if you don't mind. Uh, you can reach us at Pastor Brad at Family of Grace and um, FOG. And uh, man, let us know about this. If you like this podcast, uh, please share it. Please share it with your friends. Uh, We're trying to reach our first goal to get this out, to reach a a thousand uh, listeners. So that's our first goal. And uh, man, we're excited about it. So help us accomplish that. And uh, you can get in touch with us. Some of you have already been giving us uh, topics for us to talk about. And uh, we will always bring a guest in. And Kate, thank you again today for spending time with us. And uh, man, we're forever grateful. All right. You guys be blessed out there. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. We hope you enjoyed and it blessed you. If you would like to keep up with Pastor Brad, you can follow him at facebook.com at Pastor Brad Webb FOG. We'll see you later.